Chris Bowles from the Wolverine.com joins us. Have you tried that Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft yet? I'm going to, and I'll tell you what, I'm going to be drinking a lot of it because I'm drinking the Kool-Aid for this team. And you know if I am, then uh, then they're doing something right, right? Yeah, yeah it's not Kool-Aid because we don't want kids. you got to no. be 21 and up. But I will tell oh, you, okay. with the Blue Raspberry Lemonade Vodka and 10% alcohol, by the way, uh, in the beverage, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's really smooth in the can. It, it, it's, it's Honolulu Blue and Silver. And the can, I'm telling you, people are going to keep these cans on their shelf. Uh, the packaging is a keepsake, so it's cool to have Football Friday sponsored uh, by Coppercraft Distillery, a West Michigan-based distillery, Michigan business, and they love our Michigan sports teams. Speaking of Michigan, Chris, Indiana tomorrow, the weather looks what it is right now. It's going to keep raining for like the next... 36 hours or so. Uh, I think Michigan just pounds a football to get out of there with a big win. Uh, Your thoughts on that matchup with or without the weather? Yeah, talking to the Indiana guys, they say this team, you know, that it doesn't really seem to want to be there against bad teams, this Indiana team. So uh, I can't imagine that they're going to want to be out there in the rain against the team that P.J. Fleck called like an NFL team, right? And uh, you hear Tom Allen saying the same thing, the Indiana coach saying that coaches are telling him that it's like playing an NFL team with the depth they have and the roster and the starters. And there are a lot of guys on this team that are going to be playing in the NFL and a lot of high draft picks. So uh, they're humming. You know, really, the, basically the thing is to get out of there healthy, right, Bill, in weather like this and and hope for the best and maybe have the starters resting much of the second half. I know everybody loves the style points and running up the score and, man, we got to cover the spread and so on and so forth. And But uh, they don't care about that. They just want to win, be healthy, and move on because, frankly, it's a three-game season at the end of the year, Penn State, Maryland, and Ohio State. But they're clicking on, on all cylinders right now. You, you watch them on both sides of the ball, Bill. I don't see how Indiana matches up in, in, in any area. Uh, they're going to probably try to throw the ball a little bit more with their new offensive coordinator. I don't think that's going to work out for them real well on Saturday. You were looking at this team and what they did on the road in annihilating 97 points over two weeks uh, at Nebraska, at Minnesota. You get Indiana, uh, them or Michigan State, I I think the two worst teams, well, Purdue's pretty close in that conversation. Worst football teams so far in the league, and we'll see what Michigan State does at Rutgers, because then you turn around if you're Michigan, you go from home against Indiana, traveling up to East Lansing, and Tim Stout, as I told Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com earlier, he kind of shocked me, to say the least, yesterday. I said, hey, Tim, if uh, Michigan and Michigan State were playing this weekend on the DraftKings Sportsbook app Big Board, what do you think the line would be? He said, and this is Michigan at East Lansing against MSU, he said 24 and a half right now, and if State doesn't beat Rutgers, I'll move it to over Michigan being a four-touchdown favorite at Spartan Stadium. Wow. Yeah, but we've seen yeah, and we've seen Michigan State teams that were that big of underdogs uh, in 2020. Granted, it was basically an exhibition season. Michigan had guys sitting out; they hadn't been practicing, so on and so forth. But still, a heavy favorite, and Michigan State beat them and played them hard. And, and I will give them—I will say this about Michigan State: they played harder at Iowa than I thought they would. You know, they could have turned, they could have tanked and uh, and not gone out and gone out there and just 
acted like they didn't care. They played hard. The problem is they just they turned the ball over way too much. I think they're 129th in the country in turnover margin. Uh, but again, we saw that against Rutgers a few years ago, and they cleaned it up, and they and they ended up beating Michigan. I'm not saying in any way, shape, or form that this team is going to beat Michigan or maybe even compete, but I do think they'll play hard, and I do think this Rutgers game will tell us a lot about them because Rutgers and Michigan State are very similar. Uh, they aren't they aren't very good offensively. They play hard defensively. It's probably going to be like a rock fight in the rain out there. So, but uh, you know, it's just another bump in the road for this Michigan team. Frankly, uh, their toughest game before uh, before playing Penn State is kind of a toss up, right? Purdue's had its moments where they played they played Iowa tough as well, um, but they're terrible. Uh, it's really the worst schedule I can remember since the 1970s, Bill, and that's going to be rectified next year. But you know what? You just want to get through these games uh, healthy and then see what they got against the big boys starting at Penn State in November. Chris Bells from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line talking Michigan football. Michigan hosted Indiana at the Big House tomorrow at noon. Speaking of Penn State and looking down the road to have Maryland, Ohio State, really that's a season uh, for them. Uh, let, let's start with each of the teams in a, a small, huge opinion uh-huh. from you, a short, huge opinion on if Michigan was playing Penn State this weekend at Penn State, what would you feel about that game based on what you've seen from the Nittany Lions in Michigan? Yeah, I think Michigan's stronger up front uh, on both lines, frankly. I think that Penn State has a good running game, a quarterback that can do some things, but I think it would be similar to the game we saw a few years ago when Michigan pulled it out there at the end. I think uh, Michigan's the better overall team with more depth, but that is a tough place to play. So I would like Michigan in a squeaker. Before the season, I picked Michigan to lose up there. I think this team is just so focused on the the one goal that I think they're going to go up there, and if they play a solid game, they're going to win. So Maryland uh, is Maryland, right? They can do some things as we saw against Ohio State, but then they turn the ball over. Uh, Tolia is really just one of those guys that's going to make a a huge mistake that's going to cost them. Um, They've got some playmakers, but that's not really a game that scares you. And then Ohio State is just not as explosive offensively as we thought they'd be. They they have some, uh, some solid defensive players, and they play pretty well defensively, but I like Michigan in that one, too. I like them to run the table, frankly, Bill, and probably play Wisconsin in the in the Big Ten championship game and, and head to the playoff. Who would be Michigan's midway, give or take, uh, MVP? Uh, complete yeah. team MVP, offense, defense, special teams. Uh, who would be the Wolverines' most valuable player going in to the Indiana game tomorrow? That's a great question. I think it's J.J. McCarthy, and he had the one bad game against Bowling Green, but the way he's running the offense, and, you know, they're not – crashing teams on the ground like they have the last two years. They're getting it done with play action. He's just made the right calls. He looks so calm and cool. He is uh, by far, in my opinion, Michigan's team MVP. And if they were to lose him, man, that would be uh, that'd be tragic for the season, frankly. Who's the most valuable coach? Because I don't know if you can mm. say Harbaugh because he missed the first three <laughs> games. Who would be the most valuable coach, uh, position coach, coordinator right now for Michigan? Halfway point. Yeah. 
I like, I think Harbaugh, you know, you see the difference when he's back there, right? And there's a reason he's one of the best coaches in football, no matter who wants to try to detract from that. He's, he is, and he has proven himself. But I love Mike Elston and the defense, as a defensive line coach and what he's done there with those guys. Now, granted, that's an elite group, but he's got them playing at a better level on the defensive line than I've ever seen covering Michigan football or even watching Michigan football. They're getting hands up. They're doing the extra things now, right, in terms of ball destruction and, and block destruction. And, and getting hands on balls and things like that, where those guys are uh, they playing so well together. They're sacrificing individual stats to make sure that they keep the pocket uh, collapsing on quarterbacks and not letting them out. So really love what he's done, but really you could pick just about anybody. Jesse Minner's done an elite job. Jay Harbaugh's done a fantastic job with safeties. Really all those guys have, have really upped their games. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com talking about Michigan, Indiana tomorrow at the Big House leading up to, during, and afterwards. Complete team coverage with Clayton Safey, Anthony Broom, and also Doug Skeen. And Chris have the weekly Michigan football podcast. You can hear at the Wolverine.com, Michigan basketball, all sports, hockey underway. Uh, so much happening at the Wolverine.com, your go to source for everything Wolverine athletics. Chris. Appreciate the update. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Anytime, my brother. Thank you.